Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXB and today is the 4th of July 2023 and look guys, if you're an American, happy 4th of July and let's go Brandon. Now in today's episode guys, we'll definitely go ahead and look at the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and the good news is, the price of Bitcoin is definitely heading towards the moon. It has crossed the $31,000 mark and it's going to be really interesting to see how and when the news develops regarding an update on the Bitcoin spot ETF. And could this be the reason why the price of Bitcoin has pumped up? So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about it. And guys, unfortunately, we have two negative news and both the negative news have to do with cryptocurrency adoption. One is in Thailand and the second one in Belarus. And looks like both the countries are planning on banning cryptocurrencies. More to do with usage of cryptocurrencies in day-to-day -day life. So definitely not ideal. Now regarding NFT cars, we do have some update and this has to do with none other than the greatest of all time that is Cristiano Ronaldo and he's planning on launching an NFT collection and he's doing that in partnership with Binance so definitely positive news so definitely quite a lot to talk about guys in today's episode and like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Day podcast I'm going to be discussing two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East now the first news guys that we have is a report by Arab News and it has more to do with Metaverse essentially they have published a report that talks about Metaverse that could contribute to $38 billion to the Saudi economy. And look as in 2030, Saudi Arabia does have Vision 2030, which is kind of like an expo, something similar to what Dubai had in 2020. So the report definitely gives loads of information and up to $38 billion are up for grabs and looks like the Saudi economy is definitely going to be benefited by it. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about that. Now the second news cast is an update regarding my blockchain DXV podcast. And what I plan to do is from the 1st of August onwards, I plan to release a completely new series, maybe not connected to blockchain DXP, and it is called as the AI Frontier or Artificial Intelligence Frontier. Now look guys, to be honest, I'm relatively new in the artificial intelligence space, so it's definitely going to be a learning experience and I'm going to be doing loads of interviews, loads of interviews with startups and CEOs to better understand the impact of artificial intelligence. So in today's episode, I'll go ahead and explain what is it that you can expect in the artificial intelligence, the kind of impact and what industries will be impacted the most and the different interviews that are planned to have most likely even with government organizations and we'll also be looking at regulations regarding artificial intelligence. So quite a lot to cover guys in today's episode, so let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Krypton Coffee Edit. The daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you are a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 
and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto & Coffee a Day, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Shalu Group, a luxury retail and distributor which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal guys, they are not just getting into the NFT and metaverse space, they are going to be shaping the NFT metaverse and Web 3.0 space which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Charlotte Group's Web 3.0 sneaker brand called Soulmates revealed their first NFT collection on the 12th of April. Now what is really interesting is that it's called as Soulmates so it's spelled as S for Sugar, O for Orange, L for Larry. Now instead of E, they've replaced it with Web 3 and it is the number 3 mates.xyz and guys listen charlotte group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods and then getting into the nft space is a massive deal now if you're a sneakerhead you definitely need to check out soulmates.xyz and once again guys the number is three instead of an e it has all the information and in the show notes below you'll get all the information and listen guys if you want to be an early adopter you can also pre-mint it at www.dreamin.xyz forward slash soulmates so definitely check it out and they have a discord community as well and guys nick who is the head of corporate innovation at charlotte group and also the co-founder of soulmates has a whatsapp group where he constantly provides updates in the area of nfts metaverse and web 3.0 so guys check out soulmates.xyz and be part of the soulmates og nft that is definitely going to shape the industry next startup oi is global one tech platform for tech it offers global high-paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys listen, if you are into fitness, if you are into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Pace Podcast. So check out The Race Pace Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Pace Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge and also the Government Gulf Games and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. 
In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. And today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Now as of today, 4th of July, the global cryptocurrency market is marginally pumped up by 2.29%. And if you look at it guys, it is at $1.22 trillion. And to be honest guys, this might be the very first time in 2023 the global cryptocurrency market has crossed the $1.20 trillion mark. Now, the total cryptocurrency market volume over the last 24 hours, though, is still ridiculously low and it is increased by 43.55%. But here's the craziest thing, guys the volume is only at $38.47 billion. The volume of DeFi is once again ridiculously low, and more importantly, the total value locked is well below the $50 billion mark. As a matter of fact, it is only down to $45.81 billion. And the volume, guys, is only $2.98 billion. But if you look at the 24-hour volume of DeFi, this is definitely slowly picking up pace. And I really, really am hoping, guys, in the second half of this year, in order for cryptocurrency to go mainstream, the volume definitely should increase maybe three times or maybe five times or even ten times than what it is. Now, so far as the total value locked is concerned, guys, Lido is still dominating with $14.53 billion locked in this protocol. Now, DeFi, unfortunately, only accounts for 7.76% of the total cryptocurrency market volume. And one matrix cars that I've been looking out since yesterday is the decentralized exchanges dominance. And this is in comparison to let's say centralized exchanges. And as I mentioned yesterday as well, there is only one way to go. But as of now, the DEX dominance is at 11.96%. It's going to be really interesting guys when the DEX dominance touches somewhere between the 40% mark. This would give us an idea that the community in large in general are preferring to use decentralized exchanges as opposed to let's say centralized exchanges and to be honest guys this is exactly why bitcoin was created bitcoin by definition is a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system so ideally there should be no central entity such as a centralized exchange or even a bank for that matter now let's look at the 24-hour volume of DeFi protocols and it is no surprise that uniswap is leading the pack and so far as the volume is concerned, it is at $788.11 million. PancakeSwap is number second at $232.66 million, followed by Balancer at $125.29 million. Core Finance Gas is number fourth 
at $90.10 million in Fandi Gas, Dodo at $54.29 million. Now let's quickly look at the volume of stablecoins and once again guys the volume is ridiculously low. Since last quarter of 2022, the volume of stablecoins has been on a downturn guys. As of today guys it is at $35.37 billion and stablecoins is accounting for 91.94% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume and out of this $35.37 billion, Tether USDT accounts for $26.85 billion, Circle USDC at $3.67 billion and Binance BUSD guys at $2.76 billion. Now guys let's quickly look at the market cap. 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now what happens guys is every Monday's glass notes and coin shares, they tend to provide a weekly insight. Now initially when I started the Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, I used to look at that report quite often, probably every Monday or Tuesday. But what I noticed guys, the information that they provide is mostly for the previous week and unfortunately does not have any correlation with what is happening in the current week or in the future week. But nonetheless, if you're someone who is definitely into looking at charts and graphs, what I'd really recommend you to do is go to Glassnotes, read through the insights. They have quite a lot of in-depth information on what has happened in the previous week. And along with that, CoinShares, they tend to provide a weekly snapshot as well. So definitely worth checking out. But if you look at the market cap, guys, Bitcoin's market cap has crossed the $600 billion mark. And to be honest, this might be the very first time in 2023 the market cap has crossed the $600 billion mark. Now unfortunately guys, the market cap of Ethereum is relatively the same and it is at $236 billion. But surprisingly guys, if you look at the price of Ethereum, that is definitely pumped up. Now mind you guys, this is only because of the burning mechanism. And because of the burning mechanism, the supply of Ethereum is gradually reduced. And if you look at market cap, it is calculated as the price per Ethereum times by the actual supply. And that's one of the reasons why. If you look at it, despite the market cap being relatively the same, the price of Ethereum is definitely looking good. Now let's look at the 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now Bitcoin's 24-hour trading volume is $15.34 billion, whereas Ethereum is at $8.81 billion. The dominance in the last 24 hours is relatively the same. Bitcoin's dominance is 49.69%, whereas Ethereum is at 19.40%. Now guys, what I'm going to be doing in today's episode is I'm going to give out in-depth information on Tron blockchain protocol. We'll look at its history. We'll look at what is it that makes it unique. We'll also look at its notorious founder. But before that guys, let me very briefly run through the NFT marketplace. Cause in today's episode, what I'm going to be doing is, I'm going to be looking at the top three protocols so far as the NFT marketplace is concerned. And then we'll also look at the top three NFT collection. Now it's no surprise guys, that the number one NFT marketplace is Burr. And if you look at its market cap guys, it is at $20.73 million. OpenSea is far below at number second. But if you look at its market cap, it is only at $8.07 million. And the third one guys is Immutable X. And its market cap is roughly at $884,000. So let me know guys which protocol do you use. Do you use Blur or do you use OpenSea? Now personally, I've used OpenSea quite a lot. But since the last few months, to be honest, I've definitely had an experience using Blur as well. And one thing to remember guys that Blur Protocol works only on Ethereum. Now let's quickly look at the top NFT collection and let me just run through the market cap guys cause to be honest the number is ridiculously surprising. Now the number one protocol and not surprising though is Board AP Art Club and if you look at its market cap guys it is at 1.11 billion dollars. Absolutely mind blowing. 
The number second is Mutant APR Club and its market cap is $224.95 million and finally a protocol called Azuki and its market cap is only at $3.86 million. So look at the difference guys. Look at the difference between the first and the third protocol and to be honest this is a trend which I'm observing only in the cryptocurrency world. If you look at let's say Bitcoin versus the third protocol, the difference is absolutely massive. Even if you look at let's say the DeFi volume within the first and the third is absolutely massive. So it looks like there are only two protocols or projects that are definitely the frontline leader. Now since the last 24 hours guys, the price of Bitcoin is definitely pumped up. But Filecoin, which is more to do with Web3 protocol and I've covered that so many times in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, is up by 20.43% since the last 24 hours. And if you look at it over a period of 7 days, it is up by 23.14%. Now really I'm not sure if there is some news or some kind of an update regarding Filecoin and because of that the prices have definitely gone up. So I definitely need to check that. Now MakerDAO protocol, also called as the BoomerDAO protocol, its token called MKR is also up by 17.88% and since the last 7 days it is definitely looking good as well. And guys earlier on when I was researching the market cap of stablecoins, I also noticed that the market cap of MakerDAO DAI is definitely greater than Binance BUSD's market cap. So if you look at the stablecoin volume, ideally it should be Tether USDT leading the pack so far as the market cap is concerned followed by Circle USDC and the third one guys, surprisingly guys is MakerDAO's DAI protocol. Now in today's episode guys, let's very briefly run through what Tron blockchain is. Now Tron guys is started by a notorious character or notorious person called as Justin Tron. Now if you look at the price of it, it is currently at 0.077 cents and it is currently ranked at number 11th. And to be honest guys, it is often in the top 10 and in the past it has definitely been in the top 5 as well. Now if you want to find out more information regarding Tron Protocol, the website is tron.network. So in today's episode, let me very briefly run through what Tron blockchain is. Cause Tron or TRX is a decentralized blockchain operating system developed by the Tron Foundation and it was launched in 2017. And originally guys, the TRX tokens were ERC20 based tokens which were deployed on Ethereum but a year later they were moved to their own network. And guys listen, there was this massive drama going on at that point of time if Justin's son did actually plagiarize everything with Ethereum. Now one thing to understand guys, when you talk about open blockchain, it is perfectly okay to plagiarize as long as you give them credit. If you look at Binance BNB chain, they have done exactly the same thing for Ethereum but they definitely made sure that they gave it credit and they openly said that they plagiarized Ethereum. Now going back to the news regarding Tron, Initially, the project was created with the aim of providing full ownership rights to makers of digital content and the main goal was to help content creators who receive only a small part of the income and encourage them with more rewards for the work. So how it would actually work was you could invite content consumers to reward content makers directly without intermediaries like YouTube, Facebook or Apple. And that to be honest guys is definitely needed. Now the Tron software supports smart contract various kinds of blockchain systems and decentralized applications. Now one thing to note is that the TRX cryptocurrency platform uses a transaction model similar to Bitcoin namely called UTXO also called as unspent transaction output and transactions take place in a public ledger where users can track the history of operations. Ethereum definitely does not use UTXO. What I'd really recommend you to do is guys go to YouTube and type in UTXO and one of the reasons why there is so much of hype regarding Bitcoin ordinary inscriptions is because of the UTXO model. So definitely beautiful innovation or concept by Satoshi Nakamoto. Now regarding Tron blockchain protocol, 
The platform was built to create a decentralized internet and serve as a tool for developers to create decentralized apps, acting as an alternative to Ethereum. And the beauty was that anyone could create dApps in the Tron network, offer content and in return receive digital assets as a compensation for the efforts. Ngazi's ability to create content and share it openly without hesitation regarding transaction fees is an undeniable advantage of Tron. Now, the data hosted in Tron Network Gas is free with no central entity, and content creators receive TRX tokens, which is essentially a reward for the intellectual labor. And Tron Gas supports the creation of coins by content makers, which can be used in their own developed application. And Gas Tron also carries decentralized games on the network where players can engage and reward creators with digital assets directly and the ecosystem essentially is broken down into three layers that is the storage layer, application layer and core layer. Now let me very briefly run through what these different layers are because when you talk about storage layer guys, it is the area where network data, blockchain state and history data are secured storily and in general its purpose is to segment all kinds of ecosystem data. Now so far as the application layer is concerned, this is where developers are key figures and their TRX is utilized to develop applications and create wallets and finally guys a core layer and this is an area where various instructions are processed which can be written only in two programming languages that is Solidity and Java and principle of operation that is a core layer computes instructions, processes them and then sends them on to Tron virtual machine also called STVM where the logic happens and decentralized apps are executed and Gasofar as the Tron's main network protection tool is concerned, it is one of the special features and they use is something called as DPoS that is delegated proof-of-stake system, an alternative to proof-of-stake and proof-of-work consensus mechanism. And this is a competitive advantage of Tron because what it means is that the network is far more energy efficient and furthermore gas due to its layered architecture, Tron processes more transactions at once than proof-of-work systems and according to the development team, Tron has the highest throughput and is able to process 2000 operations per second without fees, thus transactions on the network are fee-less and Tron Blockchain Gas is a blockchain based operating system that aims to ensure this technology is suitable for daily use whereas Bitcoin Gas as you know has a limited TPS of transactions per second and Ethereum also has a relatively low transactions per second. Now one thing to note is that the Tron project is described as a decentralized platform focused on content sharing and entertainment and it did make massive headlines by having the biggest acquisitions with the sharing services BitTorrent in 2018. And Gaston also has a stablecoin called as USDT stablecoin. And in April of 2020, the CEO of Tron, that is Justin Sun, announced a plan to launch an algorithmically stablecoin dubbed Decentralized USD or USDT. Now, I won't go into USDT because that'll take quite a lot of time. But listen, guys, so far as the founder is concerned, Tron was founded by Justin Sun. And to be honest, guys, in the cryptocurrency world, he's kind of like a notorious figure and he was educated at Perkins University at the University of Pennsylvania and he was also recognized by Forbes Asia in its under 30, 30 series for entrepreneurs. Now, he was born in 1990 and he was associated with Ripple in the past as well. And listen guys, Peter McCormack, probably the number one podcaster in the Bitcoin space, definitely has a funny video of Justin Sun calling his own project a shitcoin. Now mind you guys, this might be because of language barrier because I really am not sure if Justin Sun does understand English but nonetheless he did ask him to say that his own project was a shitcoin and he actually did that and he actually posted this all across Twitter. Now guys let's get back to the news from the cryptocurrency world cause the king of all kings that is Bitcoin is currently over the $31,000 mark and it is currently at $31,250. 
and since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 2.27%, since the last 7 days it is up by 3.24%, Ethereum gas is at $1,967, and since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 2.82%, since the last 7 days it is up by 6.09%, and once again guys what I'm thinking is, what if the burning mechanism was not kicked in for Ethereum, what would have happened to its market cap? It is definitely something to think about. Now Binance BNB coin is number third and it is currently at $248 and since the last 24 hours it is up by 1.41% and since the last 7 days it is up by 4.91% and one reason guys where I very strongly feel that the price of Bitcoin has gone up because there is some minor update regarding Bitcoin spot ETF and last Friday guys SEC did actually dismiss the ETF applications and one of the reasons that they had given was because of inadequate information and while dismissing the application the SEC did actually tell CBOE that it needed to name its partner and what happened earlier today guys CBOE Global Markets BSEX Exchange named Cryptocurrency Exchange Coinbase as the market for surveillance sharing agreement when it refiled its spot Bitcoin ETF fund application. Now could it be possible guys that the other projects such as Fidelity, even BlackRock will be resubmitting it? I definitely definitely do think so. Cause in my episode yesterday guys I did actually mention that the Wall Street Journal did actually tell Nasdaq and CBOE that the applications were inadequate because they didn't name the market that the fund sponsors are working with on the surveillance sharing agreements. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is guys we go to the show notes below you can actually see through the form and the form to be honest is quite simple. You just have to take mark a couple of things, write your name and sign it, that's about all. Now this is something that can be done in just a couple of minutes as well. Now one thing to note is that the SEC has called for surveillance sharing agreements with markets of significant size in the past, arguing that this is necessary to prevent market manipulation or unwanted behaviors and protect consumers and cause the lack of these agreements figured heavily into many of the SEC's prior rejections of Bitcoin ETF application and the regulator or SEC still has to firmly acknowledge it is reviewing the application. Now here's the interesting bit guys and something that you truly need to understand. The SEC will kick off an initial 45 day review period when it publishes the filings in the Federal Register and the National Logbook but it can also extend this to a total of 240 days. So based on the time when this thing is applied, you probably need to calculate maybe 45 days from then and 245 days and then keep a track on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies because I'm pretty much sure guys based on these dates, the price of Bitcoin in particular will definitely either pump or definitely dump as well. So it's going to be really interesting to see guys how this news develops and I very strongly feel that that is one of the reasons why the price of Bitcoin in particular definitely cross the $31,000 mark. Now guys let's discuss some unfortunate news and let's tackle Thailand first. And Cointelegraph has reported that the Thai Security Exchange Commission bans the use of customer crypto assets for lending and investments and the Security and Exchange Commission in Thailand has issued new rules for digital asset service providers focused on investor protection and look guys the SEC's role any part of the world is to focus on investor protection. Now one thing to note is that the new guidelines require digital asset service providers to offer adequate warnings highlighting risks associated with cryptocurrency tradings and all platforms must display a message that actually reads, cryptocurrency is a high risk, please study and understand the risk of cryptocurrencies thoroughly before you may lose the entire investment amount and this might be a pop-up and I'm really not sure guys if users will actually look at it but it is definitely critical that you truly understand what you're getting into and the warning message must clearly be visible 
and before customers can use the services, the business operator must arrange for the users to give consent and acknowledge the risks. And apart from a trading risk disclaimer, guys, the new guidelines also prohibit service providers from using customer funds for lending or investment. And this was the reason exactly, guys, why Celsius Network did actually go belly up. So definitely positive news, I guess. Now, guys, let's discuss some news regarding Belarus. And guys, Belarus also wants to ban peer-to-peer -peer cryptocurrency transactions. And the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Republican of Belarus cited a high crypto crime rate for banning all citizens from exchanging Bitcoin with each other. Now, here's the interesting bit, guys. The official news is also declared via the official Telegram account. And I'm pretty much sure they might have sent across email and in mainstream media as well. But if you do want to look at the official news, I would definitely recommend you to read through the Telegram Messenger chat and the detail is in the show notes below. Now because this is an official document, it is not in English, so Cointelegraph did actually convert it into English and what the article states is that the authorities cited a high cybercrime rate in Belarus stating that the local prosecutors have suppressed the activity of 27 citizens providing illegal cryptocurrency exchange services since January of 2023. And listen to this guys, their total illegal revenues amounted to nearly $22 million Belarusian rebels, which is roughly around $8.7 million. And this just happened in just a matter of 6 months. And the ministry guys argued that the crypto P2P services or peer-to-peer -peer services are in demand among fraudsters who cash out and convert stolen funds and transfer money to organizers or participants in criminal schemes and to eliminate such illicit activity. The ministry will prohibit individuals from peer-to-peer -peer and will only allow them to exchange crypto via exchanges registered with Belarus High Tech Park, also called as HTP. And the regulator actually stated that the MFA is working on legislative innovation that prohibit cryptocurrency exchange transactions between individuals for transparency and control and citizens will be allowed to conduct final transactions only through HTP exchanges. The authority also noted, guys, that it plans to implement a practice similar to the procedure for exchanging foreign currencies, which will make it impossible to withdraw money obtained from illegal activities. And this, guys, goes back to the very definition of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. But once again, guys, if you look at it from the regulator's point of view, what they're doing is 100% spot-on and correct. And I very specifically remember, guys, in Dubai, going back to 2016, there was localbitcoins.com where you could actually go and buy Bitcoin peer-to-peer -peer, but that thing was completely shut off all of a sudden for no reason and I believe in December of last year I did actually mention that the peer-to-peer -peer platform that is local bitcoins did actually decide to shut down as well and look as if the security exchange commission or the government wants to stop illicit transactions they can definitely go ahead and do that and to be honest guys I'm on the side of the Belarusian government because looks like the bow is definitely right now guys let's discuss some news regarding NFTs and the greatest of all time, Cristiano Ronaldo NFT collection is live on Binance and it was set to launch yesterday, that is the 3rd of July. And this new collection will present a diverse selection of 20 unique designs that symbolize significant milestones from Cristiano Ronaldo's impressive journey. So if you do want to find out more information, guys, the article is published via News BDC. Now, guys, let's discuss two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. Now, mind you, guys, the first news is a report which is written by Arab News and it was written roughly over a month ago and this report guys was a part of Deloitte's report and Deloitte's report suggests that the metaverse could contribute over 80 billion dollars to the MENA's region's GDP annually by 2035 and the study commissioned by Meta explores how augmented reality, virtual reality and metaverse can drive economic opportunities 
and the metaverse is designed as a collection of technologies, platforms and products that offer creative and commercial possibilities. And the Saudi Arabia and the UAE guys lead the region in embracing digitization as part of the growth plans. And as I mentioned earlier guys, Saudi Arabia, they already have Vision 2030. And so far as UAE is concerned guys, you also have something called as V, the UAE 2031. So far as Saudi Arabia is concerned guys, it has the world's highest spending on technology and both Saudi Arabia and UAE have substantial investments in the metaverse. And I'm pretty much sure guys, I did briefly talk about this in my Metaverse Everything podcast and I do actually remember that I did actually mention that other countries like Egypt, Jordan and Morocco have also outlined plans focused on digital transformation and growth. And the report which is written by Deloitte on behalf of Meta also suggests that the Metaverse can support the digital innovation and technology goals of many countries. And so far as the industries are concerned guys, I very specifically remember they mentioned gaming followed by tourism, retail and real estate and they were identified as key sectors where the Metaverse can have the most impact. And the gaming industry in many region guys is rapidly growing at a ridiculously high pace and Saudi Arabia is investing nearly 40 billion dollars in this sector. Now the metaverse guys can enhance tourism by providing virtual experiences that attract potential visitors to physical destinations so definitely powerful report and the retail industry can benefit from the augmented reality and virtual reality improving the online shopping experience and guys listen if you look at Apple's Vision Pro if they are somehow some way connected to let's say retail shops, it's going to be an absolute game changer. And so far as real estate is concerned guys, real estate can leverage virtual viewing and create virtual marketplaces to drive growth. And the development of the cyberspace ecosystem requires digital infrastructure, skills, regulations and incentives for innovation and investment. And advanced countries guys like Saudi Arabia and UAE are expected to adopt metaverse technologies more quickly. And so far as Egypt, Jordan and Morocco are concerned guys, they may experience slow adoption due to digital infrastructure and affordability challenges. So it looks like guys there's going to be a massive race between the UAE and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Now what that reports by Deloitte also states is that projections estimate that the metaverse could contribute billions of dollars to the economies of Saudi Arabia, Egypt, UAE, Morocco and Jordan by 2035 and the report acknowledges that the collaborations between technology companies, policy makers and civil society is necessary to unlock the metaverse's potential. So that was the news guys regarding metaverse and its impact in the Saudi economy. Now guys listen, since last quarter of 2022, ChatGPT has definitely taken the world by storm and I'm seeing so many posts regarding artificial intelligence and what I plan to do is guys from the 1st of August. I plan to launch a completely new podcast called as the AI Frontier DXP. So let me very briefly run through what is it that you can expect regarding the Artificial Intelligence Frontier DXP podcast and the goal guys is to explore technology, startups and blockchain in the many region and the podcast focuses on artificial intelligence in the Middle East, news from startups in the many region and the merger of blockchain and cryptocurrencies because my experience guys is in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space and to be honest guys I'm really curious to identify and see the areas where blockchain and cryptocurrencies actually merges with artificial intelligence and guys listen lately I'm also seeing AI news in mainstream media and blockchain and cryptocurrency enthusiasts talking quite a lot about it so in this artificial intelligence frontier DXP there's going to be interviews there's going to be panel discussions and most likely guys there's going to be quite a lot of solo commentary as well now I'm deciding to have a weekly episode something similar to what I do on Metaverse Everything but I really am not sure if I'm going to be doing it let's say every Friday or if I should do it every Tuesdays. Now emphasis guys 
there'll be on blockchain technology and how it merges with artificial intelligence. I'm also going to be discussing the good, the bad and probably the ugly side of artificial intelligence as well. And look guys, so far as artificial intelligence is concerned, some areas that I'd like to discuss in my AI Frontier DXB podcast is the ethics of artificial intelligence, the future of artificial intelligence in healthcare, the impact of artificial intelligence on the job market, the role of artificial intelligence in climate change because why not, and the use of artificial intelligence in education. So at a macro view guys or a bird's eye view of the AI Frontier DXB podcast, it'll focus on artificial intelligence in the Middle East and the significance of artificial intelligence in the region, the impact on industries and sectors, the growth potentials and opportunities. I'll also be covering startups in the MENO region. So we'll be looking at vibrant startup ecosystem in the MENO region, the regulations and the government support. And we'll also look at the technological advancements and innovations and promising startups and successful stories as well. And the news will also cover comprehensive coverage of MENO-based startups and emerging technologies and trends and analysis of market developments and investment opportunities. And guys, if you do have any suggestions, definitely drop me an email to unfailedblockchaindxb.com. But my speciality, guys, is blockchain and cryptocurrencies. So I definitely want to find out in the podcast the intersection of blockchain and cryptocurrencies and explore the relationship between blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies, the opportunities for integration and collaborations between the two, and identify gaps in information and understanding. Now, so far as the technology is concerned, guys, there will be coverage of artificial intelligence, blockchain, cryptocurrencies and related technologies, maybe even quantum computing. And we'll also look at the impact of sectors such as finance, healthcare and logistics and future prospects and emerging trends. And one area which I often think about is neurotechnology. Imagine neurotechnology with artificial intelligence, with quantum computing, you're definitely living in a natural matrix world. Now granted guys that this might take a couple of decades maybe even longer to go mainstream and we'll also be looking at macro level factors in my AR Frontier DXV podcast and I'll be looking at government initiatives supporting technology and innovation and few days ago guys I did actually mention about a massive new strategy that tackles artificial intelligence and upcoming technologies and I'll also be looking at the regulatory framework and policies in the MENA region and the market trends and investor sentiment and quite a lot of other and guys listen if you do want to participate or do have any feedback or suggestions drop me an email and that's all for today guys on the crypto and coffee date from blockchain dxp in case if you have any feedback or suggestions drop me an email to info@blockchaindxp.com. check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse and guys if you like listening to this podcast please click on the follow button give it a five star rating and share the word across now for the next few minutes, there's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's get started with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB listening to the Ask Me Anything series. You listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. I have a question by Anna who asks Do you think that the Thai SSE and Belarus SSE may be planning to launch a CBDC and hence they would want to ban cryptocurrencies? To be honest, Anna, the answer to that is yes and maybe no, because when you look at it, the SSE is focusing more on investor protection. And one thing which I did actually mention, if you actually read through the official news, you kind of want to support the SEC because look, there are quite a lot of notorious actors, particularly in the cryptocurrency world, 
Now, granted, by definition, the transaction should happen peer-to-peer, -peer, but let's say if you've got funds from illegal purposes, let's say by kidnapping or money laundering, in that case, you definitely do require regulatory oversight. But to answer your question, no, I don't think that the Thailand SSE or the Belarusian government wants to go ahead and stop peer-to-peer -peer transactions because they want to go ahead and launch CBDC. Because look, Anna, whether we like it or not, central banks all over the world are definitely going to go to non-CBDC. And if you look at the volume of cryptocurrency transactions, the volume is ridiculously minuscule and absolutely negligible. So they would definitely not want to do that. And as I mentioned a few moments ago, they're focusing more on peer-to-peer -peer transactions. But unfortunately, this goes against the very definition of why Bitcoin was created. It'll be really interesting, you know, Anna. Let's say the peer-to-peer -peer platforms do actually incorporate an area where they can actually show who these transactions are sent to and legally they can take care of them, maybe even do KYC. I really am not sure if that is possible. That is just one of the suggestions. But to answer your question, Anna, no, I don't think that the Thai Security Exchange Commission and the Belarus government is planning to launch CBDC and that is the reason why they're banning peer-to-peer -peer transactions. I definitely don't think so. So that's about all guys for the Crypto and Coffee Date Ask Me Anything series. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, Drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And guys, listen, if you do have any feedback or suggestions regarding the Artificial Intelligence Frontier DXP podcast, drop me an email or if you just want to have a chit chat, let me know and we can definitely arrange a Zoom call or something. And guys, listen, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Captain Coffee Date, where we cover topics and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And of the series of episodes in the Captain Coffee Date works, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the buzz of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. News that has an impact on the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one. Bye bye.